Hello Magical Muggles, I'm Zach. And I'm River. Welcome to Potterwatch. Today we are going to be telling you all about what our magical wands are and a bit about the things that you don't find out in the Harry Potter books. So, Zach, do you want to start off with your wand? Yep, and you can find out your wand by going to mywizardingworld.com and signing up. And before you sign up, uh, ask your for your parents' permission. Okay, great. So, what is your wand? My wand is a spruce wood wand with a phoenix feather core, 12 and a quarter inches, and surprisingly swishy and flexible. Well, that's a very good one. Do you got a phoenix feather? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What what, what you got? Um, I got a vinewood wand with a unicorn hair core, ten and three quarters inches, and slightly yielding flexibility. So, mm, not bad. You you've got the more powerful one because um, phoenix wands are supposed to be the most powerful because phoenix are like literally the most powerful magical creature known to us. Yeah. Yeah. I would really like a one that's dragon heartstring. I think dragon heartstring that just sounds so cool. Like does imagine, sound. imagine having a dragon's heartstring in your wand. But I guess phoenix feather is cool, and unicorn hair. Yeah. Unicorn hair is quite good. Yeah. Okay. So today, our second thing that we're going to be talking about is bloodlines. So a lot of you know that in Harry Potter. There is a bloodline from the Noble House of Black, which is Sirius Black's family, and it is complicated because all pure blood families are related by marriage and blood. Because if a pure blood wants to marry a pure blood, because there's not enough of them, they will end up marrying someone in their family, like distantly related, but they will. Yeah, that's that's kind of weird. Yeah, yeah okay. that's just weird. So I'm going to start off with Sirius Black. So just keep on following. It does get really confusing. So Sirius Black is brothers with Regulus Black. And then their mum is Wulberga Black. And their dad is Orion Black. And Orion's, I think it's his sister yeah his sister and his brother is lucretia lucretia i don't know how to say that and ignotus pruitt so the pruitts are already related to them and so that's his i think ignotus is his sister's husband yeah okay let's keep on going so then from Lucretia, it goes Arcturus and Melania Macmillan, which are their parents, whose and Ectarius's brothers are Lycoris and Regulus again. Melania uh, doesn't have any siblings or doesn't show her family, so that's fine. And then from them, Arcturus's dad and mum is Sirius and Hesper Gamp so 
that's where Sirius got his name from. And then Sirius's brother is Phineas, not Phineas Negus, the head of Hogwarts. That is Sirius's no Sirius's dad's uncle's oh let me let me start that again. Sirius's dad's brother's parent hold on a minute. Let me let me just let me just start again, okay. Sirius's dad's 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 brother. I got that one right, yes, okay. So then it goes Cygnus and Violetta Bulstrode. So Bulstrode is Millicent Bulstrode, who is uh, she's a sliver, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 And then it goes Pollux and Irma Crab, so Crab Goyle's Vincent Crab's grandma, no, great grandma, I think, yeah. And then Pollux's sister is Cassiopeia, and then his other sister is Marius, who was blasted off the tapestry because she was a squib. And then they've got a, another sister or brother, I can't, sister, yeah, Doria. Uh, she is married to Charles Potter. And they had one son, which is not James, I don't think. No. Okay. Anyway. So then, from there, that's where that bloodline stops. But then we look at Wahlberger's family. So Wahlberger's parents are Pollux and Irma Crab, but her brother is Cygnus, who married Juella Rosia, and Rosia and Cygnus had Bellatrix, uh, you know, Bellatrix Lestrange, who married Rodolphus Lestrange, and then they also had Andrew Media, who was blasted off the thing because she married Ted Tonks, whose other sister is Narcissa, who married Lucius, who had a kid called Draco Malfoy. Now there is some I missed off here. Um, so Belvina, who is Sirius's great dad's dad, dad, dad's other sister, is married to Herbert Burke. So if you guys remember Borgin and Burke, so the shop, they have two sons and one daughter. And then there is uh, Sirius's dad's, 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 dad's other sis, brother is called Arcturus, who married Lysandra Yaxley. So Yaxley from the Death Eaters. And they had Caladora and Caris and Caladora married Harfang Longbottom, so that's where um he's related. And Charis married Casper Crouch, so that's where Barty Crouch is related. And if you guys didn't notice, Ignatius Pruitt is Molly Weasley's granddad. No, yeah, dad, that's dad, yes. Okay. So if you guys didn't catch that, 
I suggest going back or searching up a video online because I don't know how much I can explain because it is very, very confusing. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I can't really mu- say much about that. Um, I think I just confused yeah. everyone, yeah. Okay, so... Yeah, if we can explain it and we confuse everyone more. Please, can you all go ahead and show us that you are listening via a voice message on Anchor and there's a link in our description where you click it and tell us anything you want. Conspiracy theories, how long you've been listening, your wand, your Patronus, um, things that you'd like us to talk about. We'd be happy to hear from you to make sure that we have proper listeners. So go ahead and click that link in our description. And yeah. And one quick uh, thing before we finish about the blacks. Um, so Sirius Black the Third, the one who's in the movies and books, uh, actually borrowed money from Vault Number Seven Hundred and Eleven. Uh, to buy, uh, Harry Potter's Firebolt. Uh, if you didn't know that, that's just a fun little fact. Uh. So, another thing, so, I know that was a lot of talking for me, but now we are going to talk about the family of the Malfoys. So, the Malfoy families, probably everyone knows them, right? So, it all starts with Actuarius, Actius Malfoy and Rudolph Malfoy. Isn't it Rudolph? Rudolph? Oh, Rodope, sorry. Malfoy. And they had a child called... Abraxas? Is that how Abraxas, yeah. And uh, they... And he married Medusa. Medusa. Not the Medusa. Medusa. Think of the snakes coming out of the head. I think I just popped your name back then. And can't you see... Yeah. And then there was another family here called Rene Cromburn and Josie Laval, and they got married and had Audrey Cromburn. Chomburn. Chomburn? Chomburn. And Audrey Cromburn. Chomburn. Uh, ma- married one of Abrax's and Medusa's sons, which was Morpheus. And they had Julian. Lillian. Can I just say something before you carry on? If any of you remember and have read The Half Blood Prince, when Harry gets all the attention from Slughorn and also Hermione, when Slughorn asks Hermione um, if she's related to someone, what happens is Draco goes, Sir, I think you knew my grandfather, Abraxas, Abraxas Malfoy. And then Slughorn, like, is rude about him because apparently he wasn't good enough or something. So that Yeah, so anyway, and the other son that Abraxas and Medusa had was Lucius. And of course, Lucius married Narcissa, which was Narcissa Black, who was the daughter of Cygnus and Durella Black. Brusia. Brusia was Durella's maiden name. So Also Narcissa's sisters Andromeda and Bellatrix. So Narcissa married Lucius and had Draco Malfoy. 
Then Draco Malfoy married Astoria Greengrass, and they had three sons. One is named, and two is not. So Scorpius and two unnamed. You know, that family tree, it doesn't actually seem very accurate, because doesn't Astoria die, but just after Scorpius starts Hogwarts? Because that's at the end of the Deathly Hallows. Yeah. Is it? And also, another thing is, if... Um, as a fan, I don't know if it's the fan fiction, but apparently Draco Malfoy has a son called Adrian Thomas Granger, whose mum is Hermione Granger, which doesn't sound right. But wait, wait, what? Yeah, that 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 would mean that would mean then um that mean that that okay that I that's think that's crazy. just fan no. fiction, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because that would mean then Draco and Hermione, you know, got married, know. but they didn't. And then, so that's, yeah, exactly, they didn't. Okay, so, Hermione, Granger's, Hermione Granger is a mum, but of different people, and she married Ron, uh, Ron Weasley. Yeah. Okay, so, now we are going to read chapter four of The Philosopher's Stone. So, go get your books, sit back, and relax, and read along with Zachariah if you want. Yay! Chapter 4. The Keeper of Keys. Boom! They knocked again. Dudley jerked awake. Where's the cannon? he said stupidly. There was a crash behind them, and Uncle Vernon came skidding into the room. He was holding rifle, a rifle in his hands. Now they knew what had been in the long, thin package that had brought with them. Who's there? he shouted. I warn you, I'm armed. There was a pause. Then, smash! The door hit with such force that it swung clean off its hinges and with a deafening crash landed flat on the floor. A giant of a man Standing in the doorway, his face was almost completely hidden by a long shaggy mane of hair and a wild tangled beard. But you could make out his eyes glinting like black beetles under all the hair. The giant squeezed his way into the hut, stooping The giant squeezed his way into the hut, stooping so his head would just brush the ceiling. He bent down, picked up the door and fitted it easily back into its frame. The noise of the storm outside dropped a little. He turned to look at the moor. Couldn't make us a cup of tea, would you, could you? It's not been an easy journey. He strode over to the sofa where Dudley sat frozen with fear. Bulge up, you great lump, said the stranger. Dudley squeaked and ran to hide behind his mother, who was crouching, terrified, behind Uncle Vernon. And here's Harry, said the giant. Harry looked up into the fierce, wild, shadowy face and saw that the beetle's eyes were crinkled in a smile. Last time I saw you... You was only a baby, said the giant. You look a lot like your dad. 
but you've got your mum's eyes. Uncle Vernon made a funny, rasping noise. I demand that you leave at once, sir, he said. You're breaking and entering. Ah, oh, shut up, Dursley, you great prune, said the giant. He reached over to the back of the sofa, jerked the gun out of Uncle Vernon's hand, and bent it into a knot easily, as if it had been made out of rubber, and threw it into the corner out of the room. Uncle Vernon made another funny noise, like a mouse being trodden on. Anyway, Harry, said the giant, turning his back onto the Dursleys, a very happy birthday to you. Got something for you here. I might have sat on it at some point, but it'll taste all right. From an inside pocket of his black overcoat, he pulled a slightly squashed box. Harry opened it with his trembling fingers. Inside was a large, sticky chocolate cake with Happy Birthday Harry written on it in green icing. Harry looked up at the giant. He meant to say thank you, but the words got lost on the way to his mouth. And what he said was, Who are you? The giant chuckled. True. I haven't introduced myself. Rubius Hagrid, keeper of keys at the grounds, keeper of keys and grounds at Hogwarts. He held out an enormous hand and shook Harry, Harry's whole arm. What about tea then? Eh? He said, rubbing his hands together. I'd not say no to something stronger if you've got it, mind. His eyes fell on an empty grate with a shoveled crisp packets in it, and he snorted. He bent down over the fireplace. They couldn't see what they were doing, what he was doing, but when he drew back a second later, there was a roaring fire there. It filled the whole damp hut with flickering light, and Harry felt the warmth wash over him, as though he sunk into a hot bath. The giant sat back down on the sofa, which sagged under his weight, and began taking all sorts of things out of his pocket, of his coat. A copper kettle, a squishy package of sausages, poker, teapot, several chipped mugs, and a bottle of some amber liquid, which took a swig from him before he started to make tea. Soon the hut was full of sound and the smell of a sizzling sausage. Nobody said a thing while the giant was working, but as he held his first six fat, juicy, slightly burned sausages from the poker, Dudley fidgeted a little. Uncle Vernon said sharply, Don't touch anything he gives you, Dudley. The giant chuckled darkly. You're a great pudding of a son. Don't need fattening any more. Dursley, don't worry. He passed the sausages to Harry, who was so hungry, he never tasted anything so wonderful. But he couldn't take his eyes 
of the giant. Finally, as no one seemed about to explain anything, he said, I'm sorry, but I still don't really know who you are. The giant took a gulp of tea and wiped his mouth with the back of his hand. Call me Agrid, said he said. Everyone does, and like I told you, I'm the keeper of keys at Hogwarts. You know all about Hogwarts, of course. Uh, no, said Harry. Hagrid looked shocked. Sorry, Harry said quickly. Sorry, barked Hagrid, turning to stare at the Dursleys, who shrank back into the shadows. It's them you should be sorry. I knew you weren't getting your letters, but I never thought you wouldn't know about Hogwarts for crying out loud. Did you ever wonder where your parents learnt it all? Or what? said Harry. Or what? Harry thundered. Now wait just one second. He leapt to his feet, and his anger seemed to fill the whole hut. The Dursleys were crowding, crowding against the wall. Do you mean to tell me, he growled at the Dursleys, that this boy, this boy, knows nothing about about anything. Harry thought this was all going a bit far. He had been to school after all, and his marks weren't bad. I know some things, he said. I can, you know, do maths and stuff. But Hagrid simply waved his one hand and said, About your world, I mean, your world, my world, your parents' world. What world? Hagrid looked as if he was about to explode. Dursley, he boomed. Uncle Vernon, who had gone very pale, whispered something that sounded like mimble wimble. Hagrid started, stared wildly at Hagrid, Harry. But you must know about your mum and dad, he said. I mean, they're famous. You're famous. What? My... My mum and dad weren't famous, were they? You don't know. You don't know. Hagrid ran his fingers through his hair, fixing Harry with a bewildered stare. You don't know what you are, he said finally. Uncle Vernon suddenly found his voice. Stop, he commanded. Stop right there, sir. I forbid you to tell this boy anything. A braver man than Vernon Dudley Dursley would have qualified under the furious look Hagrid now gave him. When Hagrid spoke every single syllable, trembled with a rage. You never told him, never told him what was in the letter Dumbledore left for him. I was there. I saw Dumbledore leave it, Dursley, and you kept it from him all these years. Kept what from me? said Harry eagerly. Stop! I forbid you! said yelled Uncle Vernon in panic. Aunt Petunia gave a gasp of horror. I go boil your heads, both of you, said Hagrid. Harry, you're a wizard. There was a silence in the, in the hut. 
Only the sea and whistling wind could be heard. I'm a what? gasped Harry. A wizard, of course, said Hagrid, sitting back down on the sofa, which groaned and sank even lower. And a thumping good'un, I'd say, once you've been trained up a bit. With your mum and dad like yours, what else could what else would you be? And I reckon and I reckon it's about time you read your letter. Harry stretched out his hand and at last to take the yellowish envelope addressed in emerald green to Mr H. Potter the floor hot on the rock the sea. He poured out the letter and read Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry Headmaster Albus Dumbledore Order of Merlin First Class Grand Sork Chief Warlock Supreme Mugwump International Confederation Wizards Dear Mr Potter We are pleased to inform you that you have a place at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. Please find an enclosed list of all the necessary books and equipment. Term begins on the 1st of September. We await your owl no later than the 31st of July. Yours sincerely, Minerva McGonagall, Deputy Headmistress. Questions exploding inside Harry's head like fireworks and he couldn't decide which to ask first. After a few minutes, he stammered. What does it mean, they await my owl? Gallopant Gorgons, this reminds me, said Harrod, clapping his hand to his forehead with enough force to knock over a cart horse. And from yet another pocket inside his overcoat, he pulled an owl, a real, live, rather ruffled-looking owl, a long quill and a roll of parchment. With his tongue between his teeth, he scribbled a note which Harry could read upside down. Dear Mr Dumbledore, given Harry his letter, taking him to buy his things tomorrow. Weather's hor- horrible. Hope you're well, Hagrid. Hagrid rolled up the note and gave it to the owl, which clamped it in his beak went to the door and threw it out and threw the owl out into the storm. Then he came back and sat down as though this was normal as talking on the telephone. Harry realised his mouth was open and closed it click quickly. Where was I? said Hagrid. But at that moment Uncle Vernon, still ashen faced but looking very angry, moved into the firelight. He's not going, he said. Hagrid grunted. I'd like to see a great muggle like you stop him. A what? Said Harry, interested. A muggle, said Harry. It's what we call non... Ah, a muggle, said Hagrid. It's what we call non-magic folk like them. And it's bad luck. You grew up in a family... Of the biggest muggles I've ever laid eyes on. You swore 
we swore to when we took him in that we put to stop all of that rubbish, said Uncle Vernon. We'd swore we'd stamp it out of him. Was it indeed? You knew, said Harry. You knew I'm a wizard. Knew, shrieked Aunt Petunia suddenly. Knew, of course we knew. How could you not be a hydrated sister, being what she was? Oh, she just got a letter just like that and disappeared off to that, that school and came home every holiday with her pockets full of frog spawn, turning teacups into rats. And I was the only one who saw her for what she was, a freak. Before my mother and father, oh no, it was Lily this and Lily that. They were proud of having a witch in the family. She stopped to draw a deep breath and then went ranting on. It seemed like it seemed that she had been wanting to say all of this for years. Then she met Potter at school, and they left and got married and had you. And of course, I I knew you'd just be the same, just as strange, just as as abnormal. And then, if you please, she went on and got herself blown up. And we got landed with you. Harry had gone very white. As soon as he found his voice, he said, Blown up? You told me they died in a car crash. A car crash? roared Hagrid, jumping up so angrily that, that the Durs- that the Dursleys scuttled back into their corner. How could a car crash kill Lillian James Potter? It's an outrage, a scandal. Harry Potter not knowing his own story. When every kid in our world knows his name. But why? What happened? Harry asked urgently. The anger from I faded from Hagrid's face. He looked suddenly anxious. I've never expected this, he said in a low, worried voice. I had no idea when Dumbledore told me that night that there might be trouble getting hold of you. How much you didn't know. Ah, Harry. Ah, Harry. I don't know if I'm the right person to tell you, but someone's got to. You can't go off to Hogwarts without knowing. He threw a dirty look at the Dursleys. Well, it's best to know as much as I can tell you. Mind, I can't tell you everything. It's a great mystery, parts of it. He sat down, stared into the fire for a few seconds, and then said, It begins... I suppose, with a person called, but it's incredible you don't know his name. Everyone in our world knows. Who? Well, I don't like saying the name if I can help it. No one does. 
Well, not why not? Go up in gargoyles, Harry. People are still scared. Blimey, this is difficult. See, well, there, there was this wizard who went bad. As bad as you can go. Worse. Worse than worse. His name was... Hagrid gulped, but no words came out. Could you write it down? Harry suggested. Nah, can't spell it. All right. Voldemort. Harry shuddered. Hagrid shuddered. Don't make me say it again. Anyway, this wizard, about 20 years ago now, started looking for followers. Got them too. Some were afraid. Some were just looking a bit of his power. Of course, he didn't know he was getting himself power, all right. Dark days, Harry. Didn't know who to trust. Didn't dare get friendly with strange witches or wizards. Terrible things happened. He was talking over. Of course, some stood up to him and he killed him horribly. One of the only safe places was left was Hogwarts. Making Dumbledore is the only one you know who was afraid of. Didn't dare try taking the school. Not just then, anyway. Now, your mum and dad were a good witch and wizard, as I ever knew. Head boy and head girl at Hogwarts in the day. I suppose... I suppose the mystery is why you know who never tried to get him on his side before. Probably knew why they were too close to Dumbledore to want anything to do with the dark side. Maybe he thought he could persuade him. Maybe he just wanted him out of the way. All anyone knows is he turned up in the village when where you was all living on Halloween ten years ago when you were just oh sorry I've lost my page uh, start fifteen You were just a year old. He came out of the house and and Hagrid suddenly pulled out a very d- dirty spotted handkerchief and blew his nose and with a sounded like a foghorn. Sorry, he said, but it's sad, but it's that sad. Knew your mum and dad and nicer people. You couldn't find anyway. You know who killed him. And then and then this was this real mystery of the thing. He had tried to kill you too. Wanting to make a clean job of it, I suppose. Or maybe he just liked killing by then. But he couldn't do it. Never wondered how you got that mark on your forehead. That was no ordinary cut. That's what you got. When you're, when a powerful evil curse 
touches you. Took care of your mum and dad's house. Took care of your mum and dad's house, even. But it didn't even work on you. And that's why you're famous, Harry. No one ever lived after he decided to kill him. No one except you. And he killed some of, some of the best witches and wizards of the age. The, Mc, the McKinsons and the Bones and the Pretts. And you was only a baby. you was only a baby and you lived something very painful was going on and in harry's mind as hagrid's story came to a close he saw again the blinding flash of green light more clearly than he had ever ever remembered it before he remembered something else for the first time in his life a high cold cruel laugh hagrid was watching him sadly took you from the ruined home myself on Dumbledore's orders, brought you to this lot. Load of odd tosh, said Uncle Vernon. Harry jumped. He had almost forgotten that the Dursleys were there. Uncle Vernon certainly seemed to have got back to his courage. His courage. He was Glaring at Hagrid, and his fists were clenched. Now, you listen here, boy, he snarled. I accept that there's something strange about you. Probably nothing a good beating parent would have cured. And as for all of this about your parents, well, they were weirdos, no denying it, and the world's better off without them, in my opinion asked for all they got getting mixed up with these wizarding types and just what i expected always knew they'd come to a sticky end but at that moment hagrid leapt from the sofa and drew a battered pink umbrella from inside his coat pointing this at uncle vernon like a sword he said i'm warning you dursley i'm warning you one more word. The danger of being spared on the end of an umbrella by a bearded giant. Uncle Vernon's courage for, failed again. He flattened himself against the wall and fell silent. That's better, said Hagrid, breathing heavily and sitting back down to the sofa, which this time sagged right down to the floor. Harry, meanwhile, still had questions to ask, hundreds of them. But what happened to Vol? Sorry, I mean, you know who. Good question, Harry. Disappeared, vanished. Same night he tried to kill you. Makes you even more famous. That's the biggest mystery, see? He was getting more and more powerful. Why did he go? Some say he died, cod's wallop in my opinion.
Don't know if he had enough human left in him to die. Some say he's still out there, biding his time. Like, I still don't believe it. People who were on his side came back to ours. Some of them came out of kind of chances. Don't reckon they could have done it if he was coming back. Most of us reckon he's still out there somewhere, but lost his powers. Too weak to carry on. Because something about you finished him, Harry. There was something about going on that might have, that might, that night he hadn't counted on. I don't know what it was. No one does. But something about you stumped him, all right? Hagrid looked at Harry with a warmth and respect blazing in his eyes. But Harry, instead of feeling pleased and proud, he felt felt quite sure there had been a horrible mistake. A wizard? Him? How could he, how could he possibly be? He'd spent his life being clouded by Dudley and being and bullied by Aunt Petunia and Uncle Vernon. If he was really a wizard, why hadn't they been turned into warty toads every time he tried to lock him in his cupboard? If he had once defeated the craziest sorcerer in the world, how come Dudley has always been able to kick him around like a football? Hagrid, he said quietly, I think you must have made a mistake. I don't think I can be a wizard. To his surprise, Hagrid chuckled. Not a wizard, eh? Never made things happen when you were scared or angry. Harry looked into the fire. Now he came to think about it. Every odd thing that he had ever made his aunt and uncle, furious with him, happened when he, Harry, had been upset or angry. Chased by Dudley's gang, he had somehow find himself out of their reach. Dreading going to school, back with that ridiculous haircut, he managed to make it grow back. And the very last time Dudley had hit him, he hadn't got his revenge without wrestling him to do it. Hadn't he set a bug and stricter on him? Harry looked back at Hagrid, smiling, and saw that Hagrid was positively beaming at him. See, said Hagrid, Harry Potter's not a wizard. You wait, you'll be right famous at Hogwarts. But Uncle Vernon wasn't going to give in without a fight. Haven't I told you what he's not going, he hissed? He's going to Stonewall High, and he'll be grateful for it. I've read those letters, and he needs all, and he needs all sorts of rubbish, and spell books and wands. And if he wants to go, a great muggle like you won't stop him," growled Hagrid. "Stop Lily and James Potter's son going to Hogwarts? You're mad." His name's been down ever since he was born. He's off to the finest school 
of witchcraft and wizardry in the world. Seven years there, and he won't know himself. He'll be with the youngsters of his own sort for a change, and he'll be under the greatest headmaster Hogwarts ever had. Albus Dumbledore, I'm not paying for some crackpot old fool to teach him magic tricks, yelled Uncle Vernon. But when he, but he had finally gone too far. Hagrid seized his umbrella, and whirled it over his head. Never, he thundered. Insult, Albus Dumbledore, in front of me. He brought the umbrella swishing down through the air to point at Dudley. And that's all we'll be reading today. Okay, so now it's time for Golden Nuggets. So, today I'll start off with one, which is in the movies, they didn't show that Hagrid made sausages and gave them to Harry, but when Mr. Dursley said to Dudley, don't take anything he makes, Hagrid laughs and says, your son don't need any more fattening, which I think would be very funny. Yeah, that would actually be good addition to the movies i think okay your turn uh well my one is that when hagrid pulls out his umbrella and gives dudley a pink pigtail in the books dudley isn't actually eating the cake uh uh but in the movies he is actually eating the cake so slow thing I never actually thought of that. Yeah. That's quite clever. Well, that's a golden nugget. Okay. And so now, it is time for Daily Profit. Yay! So, everyone knows, well, everyone should know the brand Marks and Spencers. You know, they make clothes, they make, you know, all sorts of stuff, right? So they have a uh, a clothes line for Harry Potter and now they're going to make more Harry Potter stuff so they've collaborated with Warner Bros and they've made some more pajamas uh, knitwear um, and Quidditch theme tops so you know if you like Quidditch, which most people should, I mean, it's my, it's basically my favourite sport now, uh, even though it's not real, but, um, yeah, that's um, Lots of you may have seen it if you live in the UK, and you know what Mark Spencer is, and it was around Christmas, and they still have some, if I'm not wrong, but I know that they had... Yeah, no, they still do have some. I think they had it in all letters, and house colours, I don't know if they were recently or if they were just Quidditch jumpers, but I definitely saw a maroon and yellow F for Fred, and I think I also saw a green one for Harry. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Okay, so next, I'm going to talk about how most Harry Potter fans are just finding out that the Chamber of Secrets has a post credit scene, 
Now, as a Harry Potter fan and a Marvel fan, I love watching the end credit scene because if you love Marvel as well. Oh, yeah. Like every time, every time in a Marvel movie, if you don't, you know, stay for in the cinema for the end credits, you're not a Marvel yeah. fan. Or it, you wouldn't be able to go to the cinema and see a Marvel movie. And if you want a Marvel fan, you just walk out when the credits go because the lights go up. But if you do go see a Marvel movie and you're going to go, don't go. There's a post-credit scene and they are the best. So, this is what we're talking anyway, about. this is a Harry Potter podcast, not a Marvel. So, one. only some people want to discover that there's a post-credit scene. So this scene in the Chamber of Secrets after has Gilderoy Lockhart, who lost his memory towards the end of the Chamber of Secrets. And this secret scene, apparently it's secret now, shows that Lockhart released another biography titled Who Am I? And the cover of the book shows the wizard wearing a straitjacket confirming that he has never actually recovered from his memory loss in the film, which I don't know how people didn't see, but also I'm pretty sure there are two different post-credit scenes because I remember seeing another one at the end of that movie where it's not exactly that scene because this scene is with the book in the window, but it was inside Flourish and Box where Gilroy Lockhart was, it's the same book, but it was a different picture and everything. So I, you guys should go rewatch the movie. So go do a Harry Potter marathon. And reread Go do a books. Harry Potter marathon and That's what tell I'm us right if you find any secret stuff. Now we are going to be moving on to our conspiracy theories. So my one is one that I half found on the internet and half made up myself. So my theory is we all know that the Potters had a cat, but what if that cat was Crookshanks? So I know what you're thinking, but just listen to this. Listen That's to this. Listen to this we all know that he went crazy when he saw Scabbers and he recognised Sirius. But mainly, that's only because he knew they were anime guy from when he lived at the Potters. Oh, yeah. And yeah, at yeah. the Magical Menagerie, the lady said he had been there for years. 14, in fact. And Sirius even said to the trio that it took him a long time to get Crookshanks to trust him. Because Crookshanks probably didn't want to believe that it was him after not seeing him for that many years. And finally, Crookshanks must know that Peter was supposed to be dead looking at the newspapers from people at the menagerie and recognized him so that's why he wanted to kill scabbers because he probably also knew what happened because he watched voldemort and he probably because he's a magical cat knew that peter was involved so what do you think yeah that's that's actually quite possible but also i get what you're saying but what if like it's all it's all good. Hmm. This this it's just something, you know? That doesn't quite add up. Hmm. It just sounds a bit, you know. Well, because then how would Hermione have got him? Because Crookshanks ran away once he saw that there was no one left to feed him or that James Lee had been killed. Because he was magic, it's probably a magical being, like a wizard or a witch, um, realised that it was magic in London and took 
him to Diagon Alley to Menagerie, but no one ever wanted to buy him because he was a bit old and wasn't really useful or in fashion. Yeah, so, okay. Tell us what you guys think about it and yeah. be sure to add on to that. And we may use your thing in our show, next show. So be sure to tell us whether you want us to show it in our next show. So yeah. Okay, so my theory is that Dementors can actually sniff out the Dement that Harry's That's extra actually soul. so clever. So it's because, well, because, you know, Voldemort, has uh, a part of his soul inside Harry, and you know Lupin said that it was just it was it was attracted to him because of all the dark horrors that he had seen in his past. But what if it was actually because he had an extra soul? Oh my god, yeah. And also, you know, in in the in the books, Harry's has been uh has been encountered by Dementors many times. And, you know, if someone had, you know, like a normal one soul, it would have been, you know, at least like a quarter empty by now. But maybe if he had part of uh, uh, Voldemort's soul, then it wouldn't be. Yeah, that's, that's, like that's really clever. I've never that? actually thought about that because so I just... never thought that Harry would be affected because he had the two souls. I just thought it'd be because all that would happen was he'd have a connection with Voldemort. Yeah, I mean, that's what most people think of him. Um, well, tell us what you think about those theories in the comments below. Uh, and so thank yeah, you guys that's... again for listening. Yeah. And if you're new here, go back and listen to the other three episodes. It would mean a lot to us. And be sure to tell us when you started listening. And don't be shy to tell us about a bit about yourselves. Tell us your house. Love to know you guys. So go ahead and hit that link in the description and yeah thank you so much for listening keep on reading and don't forget to say listening